Road. Noun. Path upon which travel occurs. Every trip taken, drivers and riders alike, on that ribbon of highway. Every breath and every sound passing through that endless skyway. From singers on records and stages, to listeners just singing along. From Bonavista to Vancouver Island. Your life is a movie, your story, and it's your soundtrack, your playlist, your mixtape. It's lyrics that speak to you and speak for you. It's rhythms and grooves that make you want to dance. And it's chords and melodies that make you want to cry, smile, scream, laugh, or even maybe make you want to write your own songs. My name is Karak Hendricks, and this road is mine. What is going on, everyone? Kira Kendricks here. This road is mine. Man, we are just rolling <laughs> through these episodes. Uh, I yep. got my boy across the table from me, Cohen Hendricks. Yep. All right, buddy. Uh, yeah, so this is, should be a fun one. Um, seems a little obvious, um, yeah. as my Uncle Grant would say. It's not deep, but it's fancy. Uh, uh, <laughs> sort of a paraphrase. Uh, we're going to talk this week about uh, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Uh, yeah, this is uh, kind of a classic record. Yeah. For for those of you watching it on YouTube, we got the the video rolling there. Cohen yeah. just held up the the vinyl yeah. copy. I actually I don't even know how I got this. It might have been your mom's. It looks uh, old. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, pull it op- pull it open for a sec. Uh, just just uh, to remind everyone, all our listeners, we're we're using my uh, menial vinyl collection as the starting point for our topics of discussion. And uh, because there's 52 weeks in a year, we're doing 52 episodes, and there's 26 letters in the alphabet, so we're going to do <laughs> each letter twice. We're going to take some liberties. I haven't even told my boy about what's coming up on the liberties. Yeah, I yeah. love... Look at the... Um, I always love the logo on the on uh, around yeah. that era. The uh, nice. Little Feet Waiting for Columbus. I was going like to say, it too. looks like Little yeah. Feet. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Burbank, home of Warner Brothers Records. So that... I- do you remember when we went to L.A. and we, we went drove through Beverly Hills and there was all those cool trees. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. always, and you see movies and TV shows and it always has that, that look to it. See, this is the thing you don't get on digital, right? It, you, or, yeah. you'll, or you do, but it's always uh, kind of reflecting back to the good old days when you had 33 and a third records and all the artwork. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, uh, does it say, is it a Canadian issue? It must be. Hey, cause I got a bunch of records one time at a garage sale and a lot of them came from South Africa. So oh, really, yeah, it was just a random, random get, but I, th- I think it's the Canadian issue. Yeah. It should yeah. be right at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, manufactured and distributed by WEA Music of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, all right. Warner Electro Atlantic. Um, so, yeah. I mean, wh- what can we say about this record? I mean, uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, it, um, not always my favorite of theirs to go to. I'm so I, sick of it. I'm uh, not actually super familiar with um, their stuff. Okay. Um, especially now, the less. Uh, Probably, unfortunately, less encouraged now that they've gained popularity. <laughs> I can just feel like an yeah. army, but uh, yeah. No, What's well, yeah. ocean spray? Do you drink ocean spray, or yeah. did you stop <laughs> yeah. that too? Actually, yeah. I, ironically, I do really enjoy ocean it spray. Is good, is it is yeah. good. Yeah, and I like skateboarding. Yeah, well, longboarding. I'd like to learn yeah. how to skateboard, but yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. Um, I I can regurgitate some information though that yeah, I've been passed over that uh, I, I'm familiar that you uh, have said in the past that you I think you prefer Tusk. 
<laughs> I do. Yeah. I yeah. So. Well, it's yeah. another coked out record, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. There coming from a guy that's never done it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a double album. It was Lindsay's just complete F you to the industry. That's cool. Self-indulgent. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. Yeah. Uh, but it's also kind of terrible. Like it mm. should have been one record. And even then yeah. it took him like, well, over two years to make. Was it after uh, the like the one yeah, after this? It was exactly. Yeah. And those are always a, a curse of uh, kiss of death kind of album. Definitely. The album after the popular album. Um and I remember yeah. we were in a Walmart years ago, many years ago, and uh or it might have even been like like Zellers or Target or something, and yeah. we saw this C D and that's when I always used to laugh at um uh uh, never mind by Nirvana. <laughs> Every time we'd see it in a <laughs> store, I was that young. I'd yeah. say, "Oh, it was kid." Yeah, um, naked kid. But yeah, this one, and I remember either you or Mum or both said that arguably the best album of all time. Probably, yeah, uh, or at I, least not. It, it's up there. Yeah, sure. it it's it has to be. I mean, it's uh, well, even just the fact that one yeah. of the songs can come on TikTok and that's proof. I think. I, I think so. Yeah, there was uh, there was a magic to this. So I mean, maybe let's back up a bit. So the history of the. You can't even really call them the same band in a way. So Fleetwood Mac was originally a, a British blues band, right, from the yeah, late '60s. Peter Green, exactly, yeah. right. So I even uh, I even have my Les Paul modded with the Peter oh, Green yeah, mods, yeah. So like the pickup That's spun cool. around on the neck pickup, and uh, really cool band. Um, now they, yeah, obviously Peter Green suffered with a lot of uh, I think I think schizophrenia or something. He's uh, you know he wasn't in the band. He d- I did I think one solo record at some point when he was right right after Fleetwood Mac, but yeah. There were so many incarnations of Fleetwood Mac that it's it's almost silly to call them Fleetwood Mac. But then a lot of bands were like that, right? The yeah. Eagles, the Eagles had a separate, had a second life. The Doobie Brothers had a basically they're just different bands with the same name. Van Hagar, of course. Right. Oh yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which ironically also has a song called Dreams. Uh, oh, I, I didn't. Know I that. was going to drink Ocean Spray going on a longboard and yeah. singing oh, that be, one. Yeah, be clever, I think, actually. Yeah, but you know, yeah, who has time? For yeah, that? but. Uh, yeah, but so the, this record is so funny because it. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, when in the CD era when it was things were just flying, they had like a two CD, the very best of Fleetwood Mac or whatever. Uh, nine of the eleven songs yeah. <laughs> from this album were on their best yeah. of, right? So they weren't necessarily all singles, but like it is one, one of, the, of like the where their albums are actually like a greatest hits. Yeah, it, it's yeah, the, uh, and like the Cars' first record is like yeah, that. like uh, yeah, moving sick. pictures by Rush. I always yeah, think of too for sure. The ones that aren't hits are played on deep tracks. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, there's actually two songs that aren't yeah weren't commercial success. So, but the and they're still yeah, you still kind of know what they are from definitely yeah, yeah either FM radio or now of course that radio has picked up the the yeah. the torch from that. But yeah, they're, so their early incarnation, uh, they were just just big blues guys. And the, but the two members that have been through it all are uh, Mick Fleetwood and uh, John McVie, and and so that's hence their name, Fleetwood Mac, kind of yeah. a play on their their names. Uh, Christine Perfect, that was her name, uh, married John McVie. Now, or uh, so now she goes by Christine McVie. Right. Uh, she married? just kept that. Uh, no, no, they oh. they split a long time ago. She and kept the name though. She did. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was just yeah. And, but she was a solo artist. I actually have her solo album on cd oh yeah it was another one of those like you know searching in a cd bin and oh interesting yeah uh, very few people would, would even recognize it. i probably listened to it once and filed it but yeah. Uh, yeah at least i can say i have it yeah uh, but she brought a bit more of a you know obviously a female voice a good piano player mm. yeah just a, just a kind of a softer touch to their stuff and then through the early into the mid 70s they had began this journey of uh exploring different styles and sounds and depending on who came into the band 
you know, they would ha- still have that same rhythm section, bass and drums, and Christine there too. Um, and then, yeah, different guitar players drop in, and, and so many um, guitar players uh, have have floated through Fleetwood Mac. Like, yeah. um, here, I'm just gonna pull up the amazing wiki just to, because mm-hmm. uh, just I, I don't want to forget anyone because there were so many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Initially, um, yeah, we're obviously looking at uh, yeah, like Peter Green, uh, Jeremy Spencer. Uh, but you know, Danny Kirwan, Bob Welch ended up being a solo artist, and well, so he did a couple albums with them as well. But then, of course, the the era we're all very familiar with is the Lindsey Buckingham era. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good that we and we talked about Dire Straits last week, and now we're talking yeah. about uh, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, Lindsey is uh, he's an icon. He's a guitar hero um, from just a number of perspectives. It, and and in an interesting twist, he, he is heavily influenced by not only Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, he makes that very well known. Yeah. A lot of his arrangements and production techniques are from that, but Les Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Les Paul uh, as an engineer, as a guitar engineer. So Les Paul was one of the first guys, not only did he obviously have a guitar named after him, but he he invented a lot of um, studio trickery and and uh, and equipment that that is still probably used now, maybe yeah. not so much in the digital era, but... He would record, like he has a song called How High the Moon with, uh, oh my God, uh-oh, Mary, <laughs> uh-oh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, but Les yeah. Paul does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he had a girl named Mary something. Anyway, she would sing, and uh, and then he played the guitar riff, and then he sped it up a whole octave. So it was faster, and... Oh, yeah. so, um, That's cool. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. And and Lindsay continues to use, or always did use those sorts of techniques and uh, when he was like doing his guitar layering and things. Mm-hmm. And his solo records are pretty indulgent too but also really good yeah. really good stuff yeah so i assume he uses the less paul then um well he did he yeah. did when he first joined fleetwood mac that was probably the coolest era the al- the record right before this was just an eponymous you know album mm-hmm. and it was the first one with with buckingham nicks um in the band and it was it was pretty awesome and some of their and their live shows were great too and he was also doing some of the earlier era songs so he he did like um like basically he did like Peter Green songs, like yeah. not a lot of them, but like a, enough of them to, to really, you know, remind people that, yeah, these, uh, that this is that, that same band and we're mm. kind of reforming and re- and creating an extension of that. That's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think another interesting thing about, uh, like the whole Peter Green thing too, is, um, the song, uh, black magic woman. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying covered it exactly like was, yeah yeah, yeah and sure. i didn't know that actually till like probably like a few weeks ago yeah which is cool because well, that yeah that so totally sounds like uh, i'm not even a i haven't listened to a lot of santana but that yeah. sounds like a santana song <laughs> well yeah and <laughs> or it, at least they make it sound like it yeah it's it became such an iconic song for in their repertoire that mm-hmm. yeah it ended up being well and the Guitar Hero Three Legends of Rock, which is arguably the best Guitar Hero, right? Yes, it, that was good, it. Yeah. and it was the Santana version. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of actually where I think a lot of my favorite music comes from. <laughs> yeah, is from that game. That's what I always said when when the the Guitar Hero and uh, what was the other one? Rock Band. Yeah, rock band, when yeah. they came out, uh, yeah, that that was good for the industry because it mm-hmm. it made a whole different generation aware of some of these songs. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it was just a really important part of the of the exposure you, yeah like yeah you're probably more aware actually I, uh, that and uh nhl ho- 2001 yes. 2011 we on the ps3 yeah had uh yeah well let's bop uh, yeah yeah go- golden earring 
Yeah. Um, Sandstorm by Darude. Yeah. Or as most people just call it Darude Sandstorm. Darude Sandstorm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that had a lot of good songs, too. <laughs> yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it, was, it was amazing. And I think uh, a song from Rumors was on, um, I think Go Your Go Your Own Way was on uh, Rock Band that we have for the Wii. I think Probably. it was just the first Rock Band. Yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah, I think we bought Rock Band 1. I bought that used, and then, like, Rock Band 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the, the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I got the Beatles one on Wii. Yeah. With the, and I bought the extra, I got the Harrison guitar as well, too. You had to buy yes. that extra, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was a really fun uh, fun way to expose a, a young Cohen to uh, mm-hmm. musical <laughs> endeavors. Yep. But yeah, the, the album right before Rumors was uh, was just called Fleetwood Mac, and and you know if I had to pick one to listen to now, it'd probably be that one, just because I'm I'm so sick of of this one. But yeah. this is a good example of again because generationally it, it had been out by the time I got to it, it was already you know 15 years old or whatever. But when you hear a classic album for the first time and it sticks yeah. with you, you know it's a good album. And like totally. Joni Mitchell Blue is like that for me. Yeah. But the, and and this is this is one of the albums why I always say. 77 is was yeah. pretty darn awesome yeah. because this well, one this is the one i always think of for 77 well and it, it kind of is the the main one for sure um but uh batter to hell too right or was that 76 i think that was 76 Shit, yeah see i, I got into Maybe. it at the same yeah. time um my I, friend actually just got that on vinyl oh really yeah, yeah uh tied it the <laughs> picture disc or or uh, just regular what's her the, the, the picture disc like where they you can see a picture and it's clear, oh clear i'm not vinyl. sure it maybe it, yeah so i don't I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they didn't sound as good the picture discs, but yeah, yeah. If, if I recall, there was a picture disc of Adele, and so it had the cover in the in the vinyl itself. Oh, I didn't know that. No, because yeah. I, I think we played it, and I don't think it had that. But it was from Indigo. But um, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a great one to have. Uh, that yeah. was an album. Every everything in in rock around that era, um, in my opinion, and I mm. and I'm I'm right. Of uh, course, yes. <laughs> objectively. Um, subjectively, objectively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything was influenced after it was there was pre born to run Springsteen and post and mm-hmm. uh, Me Love Bad Out of Hell would not have happened without Born to Run because mm-hmm. he brought the the Spectre-esque kind of Wallace sound approach yeah but also but brought it still it was just more fresh and yeah. and uh, more dense the production and so an album like Bad Out of Hell which featured a lot of the Eastern Band members actually oh really yeah because it was also that. New York thing to produce by Todd Rundgren okay yeah. um, and and it almost bordered on parody it, it, at times yeah. which because meatloaf was so he came from theater so he is it just a guy that goes by the name yeah okay, yeah yeah that, marvin yeah. lee a day is his name okay, and he is uh uh yeah just a fat dude he's still alive uh, yeah. but he can't sing anymore it's it's so brutal well if you ask him he'd tell you he sings better than ever but oh yeah he's one yeah, of those guys of but uh yeah right i would say into the into the early 2000s Battered to Hell 3 was actually a great album, too. I liked Love Battered to Hell 2, which yeah. uh, a lot of songs were actually from the Jim Steinman solo record. Yeah, we'll have to get into Meatloaf in another yeah, episode. Definitely. This is going way <laughs> up. But yeah, yeah you're right. It, yeah, th- this, this, yeah, that was a, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so many records in this era anyway. But yeah, totally. so I, I often, I got into Meatloaf Battered to Hell and this one at the, at basically the same time, and Born to Run, I think, is when I, I was really yeah. digging into. Well, for records like classics that stuck with me. Hotel California, which was seventy six. Yeah, that's seventy six too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, even to the to this day, I still go back. And one of my buddies actually just reminded me of uh, uh, Journey of the Sorcerer by the Eagles. 
which oh, I, I totally I played you that. Hey, you played me I that. Did. Okay, and I'm pretty sure I showed him years ago when because <sighs> and then he still listens to it because because it's wow. from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's in that. Hey, yep. and that's oh, that's I, that. I think why wow. I was like, hey, dude, you got to check this out because we were kind of into sci-fi stuff then yeah. and because uh, I read the first two and. Then he read them, and he has Dune too, which I think he's read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, yeah. That's you showed me that I think because it's an instrumental Eagle yeah. song, and it's badass. Yeah, and, and it was the last yeah. sort of thing that Bernie Ledden could do. Like he, Bernie was so reluctant and just not into the rock direction, right? So he was yeah. having a hard time finding his place. But that one, they have it had the banjo in it, and yeah, it's but super it was cool. Yeah, five and a half minute. Yeah. And and of course, Eagles perfect band where I I like to delete songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want yeah, to like. Totally. Uh, in fact, actually, I'm, I should probably get to that one. I'm gonna put up a, a Spotify playlist uh, where I take the whole discography of the Eagles and then I just delete the hits. That would be the one. Yeah, yeah because totally. stuff like Journey of the Sorcerer, uh, the second song on that record, uh, Too Many Hands, is just oh so good. Oh, I yeah. think. For, yeah, it's all coming back to me. And oh, another one I checked out the other day was Those Shoes. Yeah. Which yeah, is, that's uh, groovy. Took yeah. me right back to yeah. my it's paper got the, route again. the talk box, isn't yeah. it? With the yeah. Joe Walsh. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah, band. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's an awesome song. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. God bless them. The egos, I like to call them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Don Henley. Like, as a human, I just. Yeah. Just. But super talented. Gotta love the the big mouth. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I got there yet. No. 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 Okay. I think it's in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, or was it? It was Don Henley. It might have been one of the other members. Glenn Fry, probably. Or well, no. Joe Walsh is. is Or Joe Walsh was. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about Don Henley. Yeah. Yeah. He's your brother. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't call him on his birthday or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, of course. So speaking of, of a band that definitely had an evolution, you, there's kind of like Hotel California, and then there's the before that and the after that, which isn't really fair. But Fleetwood Mac had had a few different incarnations, but this one left its huge, you know, hugest, <laughs> biggest, yeah. large, largest uh, legacy. Love love the first record, uh, just called Fleetwood Mac. But then, um, yeah, rumors is just. I mean, just pick it up. Let's yep. let's read through the through the songs here. Do you yep. remember any of these ones? Okay, so. Don't know secondhand news. Okay. Uh, dreams, of course. Yeah. Never going back again. Oh. No. Uh, don't stop. No. Uh, go your own way. Obviously, yeah. I think that's one of the most popular songs ever. Oh yeah. Uh, Songbird. I, I know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, The chain, of course. Yeah. But that's a great song. Uh, and then I don't know the last four, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> uh, you make love and fun. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, daddy and gold dust. Woman. Ugh, yeah. And okay, okay, it is one of the best records ever. Yeah. Now <laughs> you've gone through the list. Yeah. I yeah. love the pictures too on the back. Yeah. Well, so cool. the 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 history on this record is that uh, you know so we're we're obviously you know in, in super super blow season. Um, John and Christine were breaking up. Yeah. Stevie and Mick were in a relationship because Mick was married, and then they were splitting up too. So and and of course Stevie and Lindsay were an item and then they were breaking up so there was just a lot of like relationship tension, tension. Yeah, yeah totally um and it and it informed a lot of the lyrics and and the vibe and of course yeah. um you know just and being re- recorded at the record plant in in la that the sound of that room too um it just contributed to that as well there's a very yeah. dead sound actually i think that's the place when they closed that studio down uh dave Grohl bought the mixer oh, really? console and that's moved cool. it into his house that's yeah sweet. well yeah he's yeah 
part. So, <laughs> so great, yeah. Now, and this record too is, is one of the interesting uh, situations where in the CD era things change a little bit. There was one B side that, from when they released the singles, that of a song that wasn't on the record. It was called Silver Springs. Okay, beautiful song. And yeah. uh, on when they reissued it on CD in, a, in like some sort of an expanded deluxe version, they actually dropped it right in the middle of of the oh. track listing. Because apparently that's where it should have been, but yeah. they didn't want to add another song to the vinyl because it, then it would have made it longer. We would have messed up the the mastering process, so then it mm-hmm. wouldn't have sounded as good. So they dropped Silver Strings, which is a shame because it and it was a, it was a classic live too. And yeah, y- if you just you had to get it on a on a <laughs> forty five and it was a B side. Is it radio played? Or? Well, uh, yeah, I think they all were. Yeah. Um, so on a on a digital version, would it have it? on the regular version or no now i think they've they've replaced it, it but it, it made sense like a, it, there'd be side a and then mm-hmm. they play they put silver springs and then side b of, of the album okay. so yeah. uh, and it and it flowed well like sometimes you know when they start monkeying with playlist orders it's it's kind of a hard mm-hmm. hard pill to swallow but yeah um yeah and so th- this album li- like the eponymous one and tusk have been reissued a couple different times i think i've got both versions of all three yeah um, you know, because they had some live shows that had been tr- recorded and never released, so th- those did end up coming out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and some outtakes too. Like there's, um, you can listen to all of the songs in in the same order, but in different versions. So you can hear okay. and under like different names and stuff too. Like this one, this one in particular. Um, here, let me just pull up the track list here. Um, let's see. Yeah, the outtakes. Yeah, like the, like the song um, Secondhand News was called, um, or no, sorry, Never Going Back Again. Actually, it had a working title called Brushes. So, okay. like, like drum, yeah. drum brushes, right? So, it, it had. And there were a couple outtakes that were recorded and then finally made their way um, to be released in 2004 or whatever. Uh, one song is called Planets of the Universe that Stephen, Stevie Nicks wrote. And it's on, she did an album in, I think, 2001, and it was comprised mostly of songs that she had written. A long time ago and then she like r- recorded them finally or re-recorded them yeah. and pl- that's one of them uh planets of the universe yeah really great song it just Sweet. stood up it's a cool name <laughs> yeah but pl- yeah she's you know she's one of those uh a u- very unique writer i mean yeah. like you, you sometimes don't know what the heck she's actually writing about or what she's singing about but uh it you know gives you that mood that feeling and mm-hmm. and uh yeah she really brought something in in a in a similar way to how the beatles all brought their own personalities to it especially in the later years th- through abbey road or through the white album the the the, the lindsey impact was always there with his sort of acoustic stuff or or his guitar playing uh like oh daddy or um uh, songbird those were clearly Stephen Mc- or uh, christine mcbee songs mm. right and and you know she's playing piano and and then of, yeah of course the cv nick songs the she was she like what was it the Wel- welsh witch or something i don't know oh, it yeah. was i don't know a little bit little bit pompous but it you know it was pretty pretty dope and uh i think another one of the most popular songs would be edge of 17 well yeah so getting into their solo stuff i mean yeah yeah, it's that's a whole other discussion and and well worth it too um you know definitely in talking about guitar players definitely impacted me lindsey buckingham it's so funny too because like you know keith urban is obviously a huge impact on me but Mm -hmm. his his two the two guitar players that he used to talk about when he first came out in the band, The Ranch, were mm. Lindsey Buckingham and Mark Knopfler. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, oh, my heroes. But he's like 10 years, some years older than me. Okay, but yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so 
uh, and you can you can hear it too, like especially when when like he's just totally doing some slow him. stuff. Like, yeah, not player. Totally. Yeah. And his, yeah. Yeah. And and he play he'll do a lot of stuff with no pick, just just his fingers, and that's. Oh, yeah. uh, Lindsay was like that too. He had oh, a, really? a bit of a yeah. Um, hmm. Also, really good at using delays. Um, oh yeah. His, his which is another Les Paul sort of trick that the, the um, ping ponging, playing off of the the sound like the dotted yeah. eighth kind of idea. Who was on Edge of Seventeen for guitar? I would imagine that's Waddy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Waddy was her band leader, I think. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My man. I love Waddy. Because actually, yeah, my uh, girlfriend was just listening to some of the classic songs getting brought back from TikTok. Like we were talking about Zanzibar. It's her favorite song right now. So bizarre. I didn't never even heard of it, which is weird. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Fleetwood Mac, which is good if it gets people into it. For sure. All for it. Um, And uh, yeah, it was so funny because she texted me and she was like, hey, uh, Edge of 17, is it just me or is it this? It sounds like Barracuda by heart. And I was like, oh, good for her. Interesting observation. And and she was right, actually, because it's both, they both thug on the the E, except. Um, edge of seventeen is the the octave up from Barracuda, right? It, they're, yeah. But they're both E and they both thug on the E. Yeah, for sure. So oh, very yeah. cool. Right. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, throw, yeah. throw a ring on that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and also, uh, um, I always also think of Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said for that swinging sixteen. You know, like you get that. It it creates that tension and it gets you want to go. Um, and the cool thing about when Wadi does that, no delay, nothing, just a no. Les Paul into an amp, and it's all, yeah. it's all in his wrist. That's and cool. uh, <laughs> I read an article or interview with him one time. He said like, there was one time you know they were doing a live show, and you know she'd be like, because it's usually their last song of of the right. set to close out the night, and she's like, ten minutes, like oh, yeah. wa- like wandering around shaking hands, and yeah. and he's like, like okay, anytime now, like I I can do this, but this is it's getting to be a little sore here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, what do you tell? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Between um, uh, so, Christine McVie had one had a solo album in I think '83. Um, great, oh, kind of something got a hold of me or whatever. Yeah, that really great uh, kind of pop song, and she and uh, Lindsay did a, an album a few years ago actually together. So hmm. it was kind of neat because we've all been wanting the Buckingham Knicks to yeah. like, do something together, but I haven't listened to that, but. I yeah, like I so uh, yeah, I've got I've got a call, like a vinyl rip of it. It's, yeah, because uh, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, it's still not released digitally officially. That's, that's There's well, I think a couple songs were uh, on her box set. She had like a, a box set, and one song I think was on yeah. there. And uh, yeah, I mean that that tells the story, right? That's how they got signed when when uh, Mick and John came over to to the U.S. to look for studios and and they were just trying to keep things fresh. They were signed to Warner Brothers, and they're they were like checking out the studio and then uh the i guess the engineer had played uh, a copy of the bucket oh, yeah. stuff cool. and they're like who are these people yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is stevie and Lindsay, and, the, and next thing you know they're in the that's band sweet. and transform the whole project yeah that's cool oh amazing yeah what a such a creative era um uh, and and you know w- to we sh- really should touch on the fact that like uh, mick fleetwood is a really cool drummer oh, yeah. and john mcvee is a great bass player and they're uh, um they're not flashy and there's I can't really identify what it is about them but when you hear them like th- and sometimes they would do songs like with other artists uh, just the two of them mm-hmm. and like oh yeah that's that's totally Fleetwood Mac's rhythm section yeah, yeah like there's a, there's cool. a yeah a uniqueness to that combo that is 
it's always cool when you can identify rhythm. I know. I yeah. think it's easier to identify guitar players. Oh, than, absolutely. Than drummers. Yeah. But maybe I'd be saying that different if I were a more advanced drummer. Possibly no, but um, there there's more because there's more tonal. Yeah, I think it's in that's true. and mo- melodic and rhythm mm-hmm. is in guitar too. So yeah, you it's in frequencies that I think we can identify a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but drums, like I was just listening to uh, "Easy Lover" by Phil Collins and okay. uh, Philip Bailey, and uh, like Phil Collins is extremely underrated drummer. Yeah, uh, or well rated if you're if you know. But mm-hmm. uh, be, it's so easy to dismiss him because you know he's that short balding little yeah. <laughs> doofus that you know. Uh, and he he was so popular through the '80s and into the '90s that it was easy to get sick of him. But like his yeah, he just he's just a just a touch behind the beat, and then Nathan E. some bass like just square right in the middle. Um, yeah, there's just nothing like it. He he yeah. he did a lot of drumming through the '80s on uh, on Eric Clapton stuff too. And filled yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And Which produced uh, Behind the Sun, I think, in okay. August. Uh, the stuff in the '80s, right before. Eric kind of finally cleaned up. Like he was, right. he was a pretty bad alcoholic. But mm. um, Journeyman, like, is the one where he was definitely clean by then, and, and then his success. That one had a uh, pretending, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. That's bad. Yeah, too. and <laughs> and bad love too, which was the ripoff of oh, Layla. Okay. But I also love yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. Listening to bass players and drummers, and and, and being able to recognize them, uh, you can usually pinpoint their influences, like guitar players too. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you might not be able to pick up the difference between a, a Simon Phillips and a Jeff Beccaro, but, you know, the, the fans yeah, of them, yeah. let's say, are definitely could. But, yeah, um, yeah, I feel Phil is one of those drummers like, oh, yeah, that's that era, that Phil. And he also, like, was part of that accidental invention of that gated snare sound where there's a reverb and then it just cuts off really hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, like, the the top drum fills in songs, of course. <laughs> uh, the best, yeah. Night, but um, I, I, there's so many funny... Because people use that for memes, like. Yeah. Do you remember the episode of Modern Family where they did that? No. Yeah, they're like standing around, like a bunch of the family members, like arguing about something, and then, but the song's playing, and then they all stop it. Then do oh, that because yeah. you just can't That's, not do yeah, that air drum part. Yeah. Um, I actually <laughs> saw a funny video of this guy doing. It was like in the air tonight drum fill, but it's on like eighty-seven drums. So he just went on like 87 different toms like, <laughs> just for like five minutes. It was really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Lots of potential for stuff there. For <laughs> sure. We we went to uh, uh, gig last. Actually, it was at uh, it's, it's Susan's uh, birthday last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Matt was, uh, he, it was a challenge for him to, uh, he would try to fit in that, that little drum breakdown from uh, Jack and right. Diane. Fit yeah. it into every song, like whatever tempo it is. As long as you got two bars, you got you got time to do it. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's always uh, <laughs> super musician nerding, nerded yeah. humor. Yeah. Would that have been um, Kenny? Yeah. That? yeah. That was the first time Kenny oh, actually yeah. tracked with them. Sweet. Yeah. He, That's cool. He hadn't been drumming in the studio until then, and they actually asked him. Uh, hey, throw in something for this, and he just came up with that, and because he didn't want to overplay, but he didn't, yeah. and he didn't really know the song, and yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, he's cool. uh, yeah, yeah. Kenny's a guy. He his toms are reversed, right? So, yeah, yes, I remember yeah. that. Which yeah. I actually think is brilliant. Like I'm not yeah. a, a drummer really, but like to me, like to think of mo- taking your hat hand mm-hmm. and then and basically flamming it over and then coming uh, with mm-hmm. with your with your snare hand for the second shot, like instead of going in order, yeah. jet, uh, like you could, you don't actually have to move as much. You, yeah. you can roll in order without, yeah, it's, it's a, 
and I don't know actually how he stumbled onto that, but I don't uh, know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, that guy's a, he's he a is. he's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, not not great meter at times. No, but no, no. He speeds up. Yeah, oh, and, I, yeah. and I've witnessed it more than once on YouTube and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But brings it brings the energy, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and sometimes bass players can be blamed for that too. Like mm. um, sometimes if a bass player's not paying attention, like if you've got a guy like a Kenny, you sometimes need to pull back a little bit on the, right. on the notes just to to help hold him back a bit. So it's not yeah. all the drummer's fault, right? But if he's not playing to a click, yeah, it can get a little wild sometimes. But uh, but yeah, Makes he just sense. brings the energy. And you know he drummed on my song. I do, yes. That's yeah. actually how so, I heard of him, and yeah. which is super yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it was a life changer. My uh, my buddy Mike Little came through so cool. as always. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and Candace's wife. Yeah, that was uh, was a life changer for me. It was it was you know I, I you can't I couldn't have thought about it. I couldn't even ask for it. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and it uh, it wasn't even like on my wish list. Or anything. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. That'll That's do. So cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was, it was it's amazing. the snare, right? Or was it the whole well, track? No, no. He played. He played through. Um, there was an eight hundred eight, like in there for the okay. verses, and then he played along with it, like coming in uh, into the chorus, basically, right. and, and then played through. That's sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome for sure. Um, That'd be cool if you. Uh, I was just if if you got like listed in the wiki, like associated yeah. acts. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I'll be able to do that maybe if I <laughs> one day. Because <laughs> yeah, he's he's like if you go to his website, like he's also available for hire too. Um, oh yeah. I I they but they had worked with him somehow or or Mike had at some point, so they, it was I think more of a personal either favor or whatever. And, well, that's even better then. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. What a journey it's been, but. Yeah, but we're standing on the shoulders of giants, and uh, yeah. none none more so than a band like Fleetwood Mac, where, um, you know, they're the the influence of of different genres on other genres too. I, like, the rumors is the template for the band Little Big Town. Like, okay, if yeah. if you if you did dig into them at all, um, the the way they do the stack their harmonies. Um, the way they record their guitars, Lindsay's impact on guitar tracking too is even now. Like I hear, like with when Jay Joyce produced uh, to Neil Towns' record, like it's it's clearly 1987 Tangle of the Night, okay. uh, Lindsay Buckingham Fleetwood Mac guitars. Like it's, and I don't know if if it's a- accidental or if it's like, oh yeah, I remember that era, and then they start using it. But yeah, those influences between that and like John Mayer and like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, these are classic country guitar players. Of course, yes, <laughs> especially John Mayer. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my God, everyone's just ripping off his solos now. It's really? so funny. Yeah. Yeah. In new country, like if there's ever like a slow bluesy kind of mm-hmm. oh I, soulful I mean, solo, it's all it's all John Mayer now. Yeah. Which I mean, is okay. He is, I, he's a good. Well, he is. He's, <laughs> the, his faculty is is endless. Uh, I'm far bigger fan of his acoustic playing. I think yeah, that's to me where he really shines. And I haven't listened to much John Mayer. I just know slow dancing in a burning room. Well, <laughs> yeah. Much, we, well, we're gonna get to Continuum this year. It's because yeah, I got that. I do have it on colored uh, double vinyl. Um, yeah. It deserves mentioning. It is. I it, have it on CD actually. Yeah, good. I got it yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's it is, and there's apparently some outtakes left on the floor that mm. need to be heard too. Uh, yeah. Steve Jordan produced it, of course, and um, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. No, he is. He, he's easy to. He's an easy target because he is too interested, or has he sounds like everyone instead of sounding like himself. But yeah. he's, he has grown into his thing too. It's you can clearly hear and smell his influences but yeah don't we all i don't know yeah probably try to try not to be such a jerk about it and his <laughs> singing too like his he definitely yeah. has that stevie ray squawk to him that's yeah. kind of annoying but uh 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, uh, he's he's left his mark, and he's very talented. And he's a, he put it best. So you can't really separate his guitar playing and his singing from his songwriting. He is an artist like yeah. that. And a lot of those people are like that. You know, it's easy to talk about specific musicians or singers or whatever, but when they do it all like that, there it where one ends, the other begins and you can't really separate them. Sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's a very important part of the, there's a, a really cool version. I probably showed to you of slow dancing in a burning room by Mike Dawes. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh yeah. 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 Mike Dawes. I know. I don't have, I haven't heard it. I don't think, but I know who he is. Oh yeah. So, so Mike Dawes and Nick Johnston. Oh yeah. yeah. It's super cool. Cause Mike Dawes, yeah, if you ever, if you ever watch him, he's known for his being able, like there's a, that awesome video of, uh, He's demonstrating his technique, and he does like five different parts. Doing um, somebody that I used to know by Gautier. Oh, that guy! Yeah, yeah, right. I've seen that. yeah, yeah. That's and cool. It's awesome. Yeah. He he does the loop, and then yeah, it's super cool. Nice. Yeah, but it's just a it kind of shows that it's such a good song. Like, yeah, you know, he can write a song that's super pretty, and yeah, you can do it instrumentally. Well, sure. Yeah, a good melody is a good melody, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So, yeah, Rumors was a was uh, game changer for the industry, too. It sold millions and millions of copies. It's still, I think, one of the top 20, at least, selling oh, yeah. records of all time. Uh, clearly, the streaming numbers went up expo exponentially once the, the TikTok situation happened. Yeah. Um, it's funny, actually, I never did see those pictures either uh, on the vinyl, because I, I listened to the CD mostly, you know, growing up, right? I had yeah. Uh, spin it around there for a sec, too. Is, it, uh, is there lyrics as well, or just... No, no it's, it's just photos. Okay. Um, I mean, I can look on the inside, but... Yeah, no, no, that would be it. Yeah, there's... Because uh, it's oh, not... Yeah, oh, it is clear. supposed to... Oh, look at that. Oh. There you go. Huh. Yeah, because that I definitely have seen. It's probably in the CD version then somewhere, but... I like these photos. Yeah, yeah, and those photos would be from the tour after the 75 record, the, the self-titled record. Um, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay was just such a badass. Um, but yeah, he really got, yeah, you know, the, the cocaine situation was so bad. Which one's Lindsay? Because this guy looks coked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, the drummer, yeah. In all those photos, yeah. he's got those dead eyes. Yeah. With the he always <laughs> had that look, though, too. Like, okay, even if you yeah. look in the late 60s on some of the... Actually, there's a famous album cover from Fleetwood Mac. I think it's Mr. Wonderful or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, he's got that same look. I think that yeah. might have been a, a play on that. <laughs> yeah. But very... Uh, yeah, very cool to, Very cool era for them. You know, I, that would have been a very exciting time. Like, if, if I could uh, if I could have a superpower, I, it would be time travel. So I could just go, go see Little Feet that. live and yeah. around that era, these guys live. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be amazing, but yeah, he, you know, once the once the psychosis started to take hold for these guys um, mm. and the success, yeah, it it it's a bad uh, combo. It, it's it. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> to paraphrase uh, John Mulaney, that must change you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so by yeah, 1979, 1980, when Tusk came out, uh, double record. I mean, a lot of people were not happy, including the label, right? Because yeah. it there were definitely like songs that were singles and had single potential. Think about me and. Sarah, uh, and and really the song Tusk is there is nothing like it. Yeah. If if yeah, you've heard that one, right? Like the, the most likely. It's got that really polyrhythmic thing. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's got yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just and it had a, like an actual marching band in it, and that's like, cool. Yeah. So and I would imagine I if I could ask Keith one question, it would be: Is Tusk the influence on uh, Love Fame the whole crazy thing? Because I, mm. I I feel like they are sort of distant yeah. cousins somehow because yeah. oh. there was an expansive nature to to tusk that was inspiring but yeah. it's also pretty 
there are some really bad songs on it too. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I might have to check that out. Yeah, just yeah, check it out once. I I've mean, been trying to listen and watch things more on impulse as opposed yeah. to calculated because I'm usually yeah. very calculated with what I watch and listen to. But Me like, too. Last yeah. night I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch The Godfather because <laughs> because oh, I have like I have a there's an app my buddy showed me called Letterbox. Yeah, with a D yep. at the end. It's yep. super cool. So yep. I made a watch list, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I want to watch The Godfather. Yeah. So and maybe I'll how far did you get into it? Uh, Well, it's two hours and 57 minutes, yeah. if I recall. Um, And I got in about an hour, and it's super cool okay, so far. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just a warning, you can't stop when Godfather... You have to watch Godfather 2 next. I have them all in my And list, it is... Yeah. Um, But do not watch number three. Really? Do not watch it. Don't watch I it. I have <laughs> never seen it. I was instructed by my, my mentor, Dean... Just do not want. It's not worth your time. You will destroy the whole. Really, it's so bad though that um, they are actually redoing it right now. Really, like it. They're taking the scenes from the movie and I think they're recrafting the story and they're re-releasing well, it. It was that bad. Like really, it, f- going from and and part two is also better than part one. Oh so really? Just warning. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's cool so far, and I'm kind of actually. I mean, I, I'm assuming that lots of people watch. But spoiler warning. Yeah. The the guy died uh, already. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I didn't know that. I was kind of getting attached yeah. to him. Like that guy's kind of a badass, but yeah. like the Godfather. Now he's dead. Yeah, and that's as far as I'm at right well, now. Well, that's because that's yeah. He was the father, but and now the yeah. son's got to figure out what yeah. he's gonna do, right? And so yeah, oh, it's so cool. I love yeah. how it. There's the like he's, you know, with his girlfriend. And he's like, you know, oh, that's you know how. Oh, I'm not even. No, gonna, I know. get into that, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah one of the best, and actually, I have the book too. If you want, I was, Mar- okay, Mario that's Puzo, cool because yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. um, are all three based on one book? Or well, no, one and two, I think, were based on. Or how many books are there? I don't know. Well, there were more associated books. I okay. don't actually remember off the top of my head, but yeah, um, yeah there were. I think there was one called The Sicilian, uh, okay, and that yeah. may have been connected somehow to. Um, they have referenced Sicilian in the movie. Well, it's it's the Italy connection, right? The olive oil. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll see that they make their money with olive oil. It's uh, okay. Well, yeah, Sicilian's a it's a thing in chess too. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, Sicilian defense. It's it's a very complex strategy that okay. I'm not sure how to do, but uh, <laughs> um, you, you can teach me some one day maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was 70s as well. Yeah, 72 uh, was, was the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. 74 the second one and then and then number three didn't come out until 1990 and oh. um i i own it like i bought the trilogy and everything yes, I i'm that. like yeah i'm just gonna follow the rules i'm not gonna yeah. watch number three uh well if they're redoing it then i'll just wait for that yeah well that, watch it. i'm curious to see what's going on there because i i've also heard that it's not as bad as i'm thinking it is mm-hmm. but yeah. uh yeah i, I don't know I, i'm just i'm I follow Dean's orders, and yeah. I, I'm not going to question him. He's, I assume he's read the book. Uh, I would imagine, um, or maybe not. And honestly, the, it, the movie was more important than the book, and and yeah. the book was good. But well, because I didn't know there was a book until yeah, like a few days ago. You don't probably even need to read it unless you yeah. want to. Like I, um, I, I read it once, and I gave it to my other buddy Curtis. Read it too. I lent it yeah. to him. He went through the whole Mario Puzo sort of, uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? bibliography? Right, that's yeah. a book. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's just kind of like impulsively doing right. Things. Yeah, it's no, and it's much more enjoyable, I think. Well, well, it is in some ways. Yeah, and and yeah, and you and I are cut from the same cloth, and mm-hmm. you know, we we come from that lineage of uh, if if you don't have a list, then what are you going to do, right? Yeah. But <laughs> you do have to allow that that time to and or yeah. allow the impulses to happen, and yeah. um, that those are the times for me where I can I really know what I love and I don't like, like yeah. when I think about okay, I got nothing, what am I going to do? 
I go for, you know, this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a lot of times, it's, yeah, it's Little Feet, David and Lee, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have that with music. For yeah. Sure. Like, if I don't have something to listen to, but I want to listen to something. It's always Haken, though. Yeah. Always. Which yeah. Hopefully, if I That's get That's a good that. choice for, yeah. For me, yeah. Well, especially because, yeah. like, for my workout yesterday, I just queue up their some of their longest songs because then yeah like like literally three songs will last me an hour interesting because their longest song is 22 minutes then 19 and then 17 and then 15 for architect which is wow so that's like do you um i don't have to change songs (laughs) i I found that uh which surprisingly because i'm such a music nut i i found like listening to podcasts like speech w- was better for me when I worked out and I, like listening. Oh, to like, okay. Yeah. E- not yeah. even audiobooks so much, but like listen to like interviews and things. I, 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 I do that too, for sure. Uh, it just depends on my mood, honestly. I mean, I was doing legs and ab yesterday and I, mm. I dread lunges, but you're supposed to skip those days, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah always that's skip late, that's leg what day, I'm told. Right? But yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of just depends, but I do listen to a lot of, um, that's actually the Bill Gates thing is he, he wakes up and listens to uh, or watches a documentary on the treadmill. Oh yeah. That's, that's well, that's thing, kind of what yeah, I, what I'm doing now too. I've been yeah. Like this morning, I watched an episode of that TV show Soul. The, the it was a it was a black. Um, oh okay. The, I thought you were talking about the movie. Oh, remember I showed you the Gladys Knight and the Pips. Stuff? Yes. I finished that episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I just like yeah. Okay, I'll watch that and. Uh, you know, so it's got a bit of a music theme to it. Or I just watch. I find too, like, as I'm trying to do, like, just just 20 minutes, just to you know get mm-hmm. get some good cardio, do some some incline, decline. Yeah. But um, like a, a community or or big mouth, like mm. the shows that are between 20 minutes and a half an hour, just to get yeah. a, get an episode in. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good multitasking thing because yeah. you don't need to focus on your feet when you're running. I guess unless you're training for like a marathon you, you might do that but you're at, yeah you're actually <laughs> no, supposed to th- to think less about the physical self oh, get, get more in the headspace yeah. of breathing and yeah. um yeah and and that's where i think music like especially like a song like yeah sandstorm or whatever like mm. i can totally get where you know you're probably you might actually work a little bit harder if you get a song that you love or it's got like a certain tempo totally um and especially if you do if you're going to start doing any tempo workouts like uh Temp- mm. Tempo squats, tempo curls. I I do that for fun sometimes. Like yeah. Or when I'm walking, walking to the beats, kind of fun. Yeah. 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 That's that's a good way to do it as well. Yeah. Well, and with those ones too, like trying to, <laughs> like, so nervous, like trying to count the time signatures. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like, and then sometimes I get stuck, but then like, oh, I'm done my reps now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Although you know they say like you sh- if you're really into it, like you're supposed to really think about what Focus, you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. But. Yeah, whatever. Lift, he- yet, lift heavy things rep- repeatedly, you'll get gains. Get somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I do highly recommend going down this this rabbit hole. Yeah, um, well, I actually might listen to Tusk, I think. Yeah, That's, well. I'm, I'm feeling it right now in my chest. Like. Yeah, th- I'm just, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, it's not, that's not the worst thing in the world. It's just that um, it, Tusk is a lot, it's a slog. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a double record and it's, it, the best things about it are, sound more like this album so uh but you can also figure out where like okay this guy was kind of losing it here a little bit yeah it's funny because yeah so that album came out and then he instantly Lindsay went and did a solo record right after well okay so tusk was like cocaine Uh, oh yeah and then so was love pain right (laughs) i'm pretty sure yeah i don't know i i will probably get slapped at some point because it may not be true to me it sounds like yeah let's 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 shoot for the stars because there's an element of love pain the whole crazy thing that I just get chills thinking about it. It it feels like he was moving from being a 
boundary pushing country star on his trajectory to becoming an international pop superstar mm-hmm. f- still from the basis of country. And, and I, but the problem with that record is because he, he burned out, he was engaged Nicole and then he, and he went into rehab. He couldn't promote the record well and it kind of got mm-hmm. lost. There were still hits from it. Like, and it, it's it, a it, great it, album. Though. Well, yeah, like the first track alone, like there, and there was like a pop mix of that song. And I remember the first three, I don't actually even remember them yeah. in order, but I remember that the first three were pretty awesome. They're all amazing, yeah. Was Shine on that one? Yeah, that was yeah. number two. Yeah, that's that's two. a great song. And then, uh, yeah, the... Uh, uh, I told you so, it was, yeah, number three. Yeah, yeah, like the drum sounds alone were pro- a- as yeah. good as a Brendan O'Brien 90s album, so... Well, and yeah. The, yeah, the drums and the bass. Well, yeah. the drums in Shine. Yeah, uh, well, every, every track, yeah, to yeah. me, is, uh, the, the drum tracks are just outstanding. Um, and you, the only way to really get that is to spend a lot of money getting the sounds you want and, and having a great player. Of course, Chris McHugh did, did that one as far as I know. Um, Matt Chamberlain did a lot of some, or some of the ones before that that too. Yeah. He's, he's a, a a Seattle guy. He actually played in Pearl Jam for a while, but he's not, that's, I think he was in Edie Brickhill's band and, uh, yeah, he's just a freak. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. So very creative studio drummer. What what was he on for Pearl Jam? Um, Like, was it before Matt? Uh, yeah, because Matt's yeah. in the band still. Right? That, yeah, because when Soundgarden shut so down, so he was he on ten then? No, he was after, like after. long after, like uh, bina- oh. binaural and well, like, like, uh, like uh, Matt, Matt, or Matt, Matt. You're thinking Matt Cameron, yeah. But Chamberlain, Matt Chamberlain was on uh, binaural and okay. Um, was he on Yield? No, the one at what was the one after Yield? Uh, I can imagine a lot of people are yelling at me now, telling <laughs> me the answer uh, to yeah. their podcast. But yeah, around the two year two thousand kind of ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one in there. Because the drums on ten were cool too. Yeah, I yeah, don't know totally. Who that was, but yeah, I can't remember cool. his name. But yeah, that guy made it into the rock hole when they got nominated. Like, oh nice. Yeah, it's funny because now they've had like a few drummers since. But yeah, well, Matt, I think Cameron. I guess yeah. now I have to specify. But yeah, um, yeah, he was he's a, a legend. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. The the Soundgarden stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. Being everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of. Yeah. No, he's I, a he's a journeyman. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a great him and and same with uh, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Like. Oh really? Some of those guys they come out of the band scene and and they they are able to transition into studio work and mm-hmm. uh, or sitting in with other bands because it doesn't you know it, it doesn't work for everyone especially when you're when you've come off a a gig like a band gig you know you kind of yeah. have your thing but uh you know these guys are able to because they're students and and of of the instrument you know they can just they they want to dig in and get better and, and stay yeah. busy and creating definitely but yeah definitely try tusk of course but yeah. uh you should give this one like a, a good once well, listen i guess yeah I, uh, I, how long is the first one uh, well, uh, about the same, about 40 minutes, 40 Mind minutes. Mind you, I always feel yeah. kind of obnoxious asking about the length of an album. Yeah, well, it, you can <laughs> you can usually look at the era and, and kind of get a good guess, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because true. this was the vinyl era. So, yeah, it was, yeah. there were 45 minutes or so, 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, Fleetwood Mac, Fle- uh, and then Rumors, and Tusk. Um, I love the stuff after. The al- there's an album called Mirage in 82. So he did a solo record. Stevie did a solo record at the same time, 81, 82. They did Mirage. And then, uh, yeah, then they just kept going solo for a while. And then 87 was Tangle in the Night. That was technically the last Lindsay album. Okay. Um, and on that tour, yeah, they had to get Rick Vito and Billy Burnett, a couple of Nashville guys actually doing, oh, yeah. doing guitar. It took two guys to fill Lindsay's shoes live. Which <laughs> yeah, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, to me, that's pretty telling. Yeah. Um, yeah and then they, they rocked a couple other albums in, in a new configuration. And then um, they got back together around 96, 97 and yeah. did, did uh, 
a couple albums again. And but now, yeah, the latest drama is that, yeah, Lindsay quit or got fired or whatever. And, oh. But uh, then they replaced him with Mike Campbell from the. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh yes, good and choice, yes, right? Uh, and and yeah. uh, Neil Finn from Crowded House. So it again took oh, two guys. To, them. Yeah, we'll we'll get to them. Yeah, there's a whole the the Mike Finn New Zealand guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know Mike Campbell is one of your favorite oh, um, God, underrated. Yeah. And actually, yeah, when when you've played me some of his solos and stuff in Tom and the Tom Petty stuff, it, he's very good. Well, it's yeah, it's not even really the solos. It's it's the parts for like, yeah. Mike yeah. Campbell is the king of parts. Uh, he knows exactly the tone that his song needs. Um, the, the, yeah, the solos are great too, but yeah, it's yeah, ugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a freak. He's my he's my yeah one of my one of my guys for Definitely. sure. Yeah, uh, and ironically, I, I like while I like Tom Petty, he's not necessarily my favorite guy. But like mm-hmm. like the, the the Campbell kind of sh- my favorite thing about Mike Campbell is so uh, he was also a songwriter and he he would work up demos in the eighties because back then it was hard to do that stuff. You had to like have a drum machine and a tape machine yeah. at home or whatever. But uh, yeah, he wrote and uh, produced the Boys of Summer for Don Henley. Oh, okay, yeah. Which that—that's yeah. and he offered it to Tom, and Tom's like, "No, I don't think that's for me, man." And, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that became like a huge hit. And then Tom never let that happen again, apparently. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I wonder so. what would have happened. Then. Well, yeah, I could hear him because if you hear the album that Tom Petty did around that era called Southern Accents in like '85 or whatever, it does actually have a similar sound. It was like those Lin drums that the. the the electronic drums and, oh, yeah. and, and the, just the production, this very sterile, digital kind of sounding. Uh, songs are great though, and the yeah, not definitely not my favorite era, but uh, but very cool nonetheless. So these keep getting longer every time. Yeah. We do it. It's <laughs> really? uh, I see we're at fifty two minutes. Oh so wow, that's funny because yeah. we were gonna aim for a shorter one this time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no big deal. <laughs> I mean, I do have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 a good thing. So yeah, I do definitely encourage you to check out um, yeah th- this stuff and and Lindsay's solo stuff too. Uh, as you go, at least the album out of the cradle for me that okay. was 1993. That was a that was a big record for me uh, and my uncle Rob too. Yeah, we, we listened oh, yeah. to that a lot in his T Bird. Yeah, uh, it was just a beautiful sounding record, uh, great songs, and uh, yeah, it's just it shows like because he, he is one of those sort of like an auteur. Like of course that's a film term, but like I, I you know, just can play everything, can you know, right. sings and. Just a creative guy all around. I mean, look, and look at that hair. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that big, yeah, that I, I big fro. <laughs> it just, it just looks legendary to me. Yeah, but it, it could be the psychology of I've heard so many good things about it. But it's just, I think you can get that from yeah. photography. Is like, yeah, you can just tell when there's something special about a photograph. Yeah, well, that's an iconic cover, right? Like that, that, this, uh, yeah, this, yeah, is. the front part and. Uh, and then I guess the back had the rest of them. Oh, they I had all five on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, That's very cool. candid. Um, yeah, very, very fun. And yeah, the I, I, the artwork it, it still matters too. I mean, digitally too. If you're scrolling through like some new tracks and looking at new songs, yeah, like, single well, artwork still matters. It's still. I was just watching a video about that actually, like the importance of album covers and you bet. how it's they they are very important. And the nice thing about a singles world now is that uh, you get you can do more artwork, so you can yep. uh, use the themes and. Um, you know, some guys I've even tried to like, you can go so far as like when you look at it in order, like, especially on Spotify, yeah, yeah. you can see like there's a thematic like element to the, the single artwork too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Church has been doing that right now. He's got, he's got a triple record coming out called heart and soul. <laughs> really? so it's like heart and soul. So, oh, that's cool. uh, yeah, huh. I'm curious to see how he's going to turn this out. Cause he's been spitting out some singles that have been great. And I yeah. think they're all going to drop in to, that's to sweet. the album proper, but it's going to be great. So. That's cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome for sure. 
But uh, yeah, Lindsay Solo, of course, Stevie Solo, you probably know a little bit more about her stuff solo anyway. Yeah. Wadi. Well, yeah, now that you brought up Wadi and that kind of brings yeah. back some, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, Hornsby did some work with her in the late 80s too. Oh, okay. Uh, his yeah. album called The Other Side of the Mirror. Uh, I think he just played piano on one or two tracks, maybe wrote okay. something for her, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to miss that for sure. Um, but yeah, she you know she took her a long time to kind of get straightened out and yeah. But, uh, uh, her her later solo stuff to me is it's it it's outstanding. It, like the um, right up until the last one, that twenty four karat gold record was like every time there's a new Stevie Nicks record, it's it's an event for me. Like it's yeah, and she I, still releases. Yeah, not often though, but uh, like th- since 2000, I think there's only been three records, but there's oh, okay. an album called In Your Dreams that is just awesome too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, so yeah, a, a really big part of of, mu- of popular music history through through the Fleetwood Mac thing, but it really all kind of co- converges in in the Rumors record. Yeah, um, I if I never listen to it again, I could probably still hum along or s- sing yeah. play to everyone That's anyway. Cool. But there are some great songs. Uh, you make love and fun is probably my favorite. I I okay. love the way it grooves. Yeah. Christine sings it great. Uh, some really cool harmonies. Lindsay's guitar, some great fills. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna put up, um, you know, uh, you know, because you can still listen to Spotify even on the freemium version. That is true. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I've, I'm gonna put up a, a nice little um, uh, Spotify playlist to accompany this episode of "This Road Is Mine." Perfect. Also gonna have the Spotify exclusive version, of course, and it'll I'll yeah. have the songs dropped in as we've been discussing some yeah. things. I'll th- probably throw in some uh, maybe some Stevie Nicks solo, some uh, Lindsey Buckingham solo. Uh, maybe Peter Green, just to be fair. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, yeah, I'll probably do that. Everybody, well, um, yeah. This road is mine, Kara Hendricks. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will uh, hopefully get you listening next week. And Cohen's gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs>